Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. should have known Ed Sheeran would show up at some point. Oh, man. I, this puts me in such a good mood. After, when I woke up with this in my head, I was like, oh, I have to listen to this song now. <laughs> so when I got in the car, I put it on, and then I realized that I was dancing in the car. And then I realized that the car beside me on I-77 was right beside me. And then I realized that that car was watching me dance. <laughs> and then you realized it was listening to Ed. <laughs> And so I thought, man, they probably think this is this crazy woman dancing violently in the car at 5 a.m. Or they said, hey, guys, look, it's Beth Troutman (laughs) on her way to work. (laughs) Are those two chihuahuas in the car? (laughs) This is the greatest song. This is like a sexy song, which is so weird because Ed Sheeran kind of looks like a full-grown man gnome. You know, like, it's, Wait, what? You know, do you remember <laughs> those gnomes? full-grown man gnome. Remember those gnomes that that artist here in North Wait, Carolina made? stop the music for a second. <laughs> she just said, this is a sexy song, and Ed Sheeran is a man gnome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird well, sentence that, of things. A lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, unpacking that. Do you remember right? that artist? Um, he was a North Carolina Bob artist. Ross. and he, <laughs> No. He made those gnomes that had, they all had a coin hidden somewhere in the gnome statue. I'm sure you're right. I just don't know. Do you remember those? Somebody's got to know who that artist was. You could be completely wrong, and I would never know because I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) There's like the little gnomes and the pointy hats. Are they sexy? (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, of course, Jim. I'm just trying to understand what's sexy today is. If you put, if you, if you, if you, if you put fairy dust on those little gnome statues. Oh, now we're talking about fairy dust. (laughs) And they became full grown men. That's what Ed Sheeran looks like. It's so cute, though. I can't figure out w- what it is in my brain. I love this song. That was a 608 lot. 608 at WBT. <laughs> it was a lot of information all at once. I, I'm still waking up. <laughs> Fairy dust on gnomes, grown men, Ed Sheeran. But he looks like With a little coins gnome. coins and coins. He looks like a little gnome. Later on in the show, Beth is going to tell us about this dream that we're living right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I had too much coffee today. <laughs> Already. It is. Uh, I mean, look, uh, for all of us, when we're driving in, there are not a lot of people sharing the road with us. So if you At see all. somebody driving beside you, like Jim said, if somebody saw drove up to you today and saw you kind of dancing, they'd say, I just realize they'd say it's Beth. While you were saying that, including John Moore, we all come from four different directions. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I'm at Lake Wiley, yeah. you're Lake Normanish. Yeah. Cotswold and, right. and John's like West Side, right? That's exactly. Right. Oh, that's so cute. So think, like we're driving, like we're approaching from four different ways, <laughs> and you're up in the same spot. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> I don't know. We, why all, that would be we a all converge in the middle in fairy dust, <laughs> and then Bernie just shows up an hour and a half later. Yeah, yeah. Bernie just starts starts from way far away. Oh my gosh! Does someone know the gnomes? Does someone know yep. the gnomes, John Moore? They knew who the artist yes, was. Yes, you've started this. Yeah, you've made John have He's to go over phone. and answer phones He's about on the, the phone gnomes. I know it's six o'clock in the morning. Ah, oh, Bo lost points. Wait, Bo lost points. What is this all about? <laughs> it's way too early to start busting on me. Wait, uh, do we get assigned points? This is like wait a minute, one of those ESPN shows. Uh, just for, for those of you listening, I'm looking at the screen. It says Julie is on line one, and the subject says Bo lost points. <laughs> Julie, Ju- Julie, we're we're ten minutes in. How did I lose points already? Good morning. Only teachers are up this early, so <laughs> you're talking about. Tom Clark. Yes, Tom and Clark. And he had an office on Main Street in Davidson. In Davidson. 
Well, who's going to wow. know that besides the two of you? Well, I guess she thinks that since I went to Davidson, I should know this. Oh, oh Julie, I, I love you. I actually had one of the gnome statues, and it was called Trout Man, and it was <laughs> it was a gnome with a trout like slung over his shoulder on a fishing rod. Yeah, they were amazing. I mean, he had them about all occupations: firemen, policemen, yes. nurses. Yeah, everything. And yeah, if you walk down Main Street in Davidson, you probably walk past his. His, uh, location. I agree thank with Julie. You. Bo loses points. I yeah, agree with exactly. that. <laughs> oh, agree Julie, that. thank you for reminding me of his name because I had the gnomes. And do you not think if you if you if you sprinkled fairy dust on one of those little gnome statues and it grew up into a full grown man, it looks like Ed Sheeran? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And if Tom Clark were still here today, he probably would make one for you. Oh, <laughs> an Ed Sheeran gnome. Is this like around the horn? Like we all get points. That's as what I was saying. It's on. like you get points to sign. You just lost your negative two. All right, well, Julie. Julie gets 100 points for being the yeah, coolest caller right, of the day. Yeah, Julie. All right. And you win Ed Sheeran tickets <laughs> whenever he comes to town. <sighs> I, I don't know what to even say now. I just, we'll just turn, so the much music, let's turn the music up. <laughs> I'm just picturing Ed with a trout over his shoulder now. With <laughs> <laughs> a trout? Well, she said that he looks like a gnome, like a yes. grown fairy but, dust man. And I had the trout man gnome the from Tom man. Clark. And he hid a coin. There was a coin hidden in every piece of, of gnome art. A Let's call coin. George Hazlitt, see if this is true. <laughs> Wendell. Or Wendell Black. Or Wendell. See or, the thing. or Gandalf, I don't know. Of uh, the things you were missing before I came to the show. <laughs> Well, yeah, we had none of that information until five you, minutes ago. You got to the show, and now at 6.12, I've lost points. <laughs> so I shall spend the next the next uh, four hours trying to get we the points to, back. Those little like, Mario coin noises. <laughs> like, ding, ding, <laughs> little coins. <laughs> oh my I'm God. winning right now, That's guys. That's right. Beth is definitely way ahead. <laughs> I wasn't even trying, so I don't. I have zero. Oh, oh, there, there it is. It is. <laughs> to minus two. Beth got plus eight. Julie got plus 100, I think you Yeah, I gave her 100 now, points. Okay, so she got a mushroom. Listen, for the rest of the show, John Moore, you just need to assign points yeah. whenever you want them. Like, whenever we say something that you like, just... Oh, you get a point for that. Five ding, points. Ding, ding, ding. Here, this is uh, Pam's traffic sound right here. <laughs> All right. That's what she's doing back there in the traffic center. <laughs> Instead of looking up traffic camera stuff, she's playing Mario. It's like... We're sorry, Pam. The castle is in the next te- castle. The castle is in the next castle? <laughs> what does the that pr- mean? The princess is in the next castle. You, you lost, lost more points. points. Lost yeah. more <laughs> Minus four. <laughs> Minus four. Jeez. <laughs> How many lives do I have? I you got, you're down to one life. Yeah, I guess so. Look, look out for Bowser out there, everybody. Uh, here's Pam Warner. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, here we go. Good morning, BT. Okay, I'm looking down uh, at my calendar here. Beth, I want you to look at yours as well. Yep, yep. Uh, what does your calendar say? What day is it? It's February. February 23rd. Oh, the 23rd. Yeah. You said what day is it? 23rd. Well, I mean, it's also Thursday. Yes. It's the 23rd of February. Everything is uh, completely normal. Yes! <laughs> Hovering around 67 degrees on our way to a possible record of 80. The record is 79, 81. We may hit that today. Me mind on fire, me soul on fire, feeling hot, hot, hot. Grab that towel, get the flip-flops, get ready to head to the beach or the lake. Isn't that right, Ray Stajic? Absolutely. You know, I almost put a toe in the water myself. I looked. And I said, you know what? That pool water still has to be pretty chilly. <laughs> Plenty of 80s and record warmth all across the southeast. 
you don't hear this much. Well, I know you don't hear much from me, but meteorologist, when you say, I think we'll easily get past 79 and get the record of 81 today, and now I'm going to say, boy, I wish I didn't say that. I really feel the atmosphere is set up to make this easily attainable. The ridge stays strong to our southeast. The southwest breeze that will gust, bringing in the warm air. We're already in the 60s. Um, by the way, don't forget about record high minimum temperatures. We destroyed that, or we will this morning. That's 59 degrees. It's, what, 66 right now? Yeah. And that was in 2018 also when we set the record of 79. So, again, the eraser out, setting records today at 81. We'll take it down, but still stay above average tomorrow near 71 degrees. And even the little dip we have in temperatures for Saturday where we have some showers and a high only close to 50 is quickly kicked out. We're back to 70-plus as we go through Sunday and probably even into most of next week as we wrap up February on Tuesday and get into the month of March. So very, very unusual weather across the southeastern U.S. and elsewhere across the country. I guess this is the time where I just should go ahead and go all in and say, I guess what I'm supposed to do this weekend I'm supposed to go skiing this weekend. <laughs> I mean, everything is oh. everything is upside down. And and we have talked years and years and years with you on this show. And there have been times when I've said, Ray, what's going on? Like like like, is it ever going to snow again? Is it? I, but look, I, I've sort of given up on regular snow uh, in Charlotte this time of year. I mean, but I did see somebody say yesterday somewhere on social media that they were a lifelong Charlottean, as I am, as Beth is. Uh, look, we're, we're, we've been through this rodeo before. Murphy's yeah. Law is that it's probably going to snow in two weeks. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like Ben don't break, and then eventually it breaks. And, you know, if you want to go out there in fantasy land, what I call it, um, you know, I pick on the American model because sometimes it's so – dramatic in the long range first weekend in March next weekend maybe a little colder maybe some snowflakes with a storm trying to develop in southeastern U.S. and move on up the coast now here has been the problem um, well problem for me and us snow lovers is that the track has been west of the Appalachians in the eastern part of the U.S. so that has really excluded a lot of the big cities in the east and even in the southeast U.S., from getting any type of wintry precipitation. I mean, we've had these systems come to the west, and basically they've tracked up through, um, let's say, the central U.S., through the Plain states, and right through the Great Lakes, and into northern New York State and New England, the track of the low. So that puts you on the bottom side of it, and that keeps you in the warm sector. And that track has been pretty consistent yeah. all winter. And that seems to be what's been holding true here. And it looks like it's going to continue for at least the next week. But um, I always say beware of March. Some very big storms have happened in March, including the superstorm of 93. And, mm -hmm. well, you know what? If you want to go skiing, why don't you go to the mountains of California, <laughs> even into Southern California, Los Angeles, and Ventura County Mountains. Blizzard warnings for the first time since 1989 so multiple feet of snow there could be five to seven feet of snow in some of the highest peaks one model for the southern california mountains pumped out 100 inches of snow hmm. over the next two to three days so unusual in many places warm here cold there cold and icy up across parts of the midwest and the great lake states where there's over 
600,000 customers in and around the Detroit metro area in the state of Michigan still without power this morning. And remember, customer represents a household. So think of the cold and how many people are being affected by those power outages. Top 10 things you never thought you'd hear somebody say. If you want to go skiing, go to Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fly into L.A. and head up into the mountains. I mean, you guys didn't ask me. You, I said I was going skiing. He's going to L.A. I'm going to Lake Wiley to water ski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then you nailed it, man. You picked the perfect, perfect no. weekend for it. Oh, well, um, I, I, I tend to fall in line with uh, those who say I don't get too comfortable yet. I mean, this is unusual, yes. but uh, March is around the corner, like Ray says, and I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I'm not saying yeah. that I think we're going to be under you know, uh, a blizzard here in Charlotte, but I, I, I'm not ready to say it's all over yet. No, we're going to get some cold temperatures. I, I believe it in my heart. Yeah, and you know what? The, the percentages are against us thinking that we're done with this, we're done with frost and freeze. Um, yeah, and though something's got to break somewhere, and it, it might, it might as we get into early or into the middle part of March. But um, you know, we're we're in the home stretch now. I mm-hmm. mean, even if it does, um, at this point, I think everybody's like, ah, you know what? Even if it gets cold, we get a little snow and ice for a couple of days. Who cares? It'll be gone pretty quick anyway. And then we can talk about spring and uh, permanent springtime temperatures. And then we'll get into severe weather season and have that. And then hey, right around the corner. It's hurricane season again. It's amazing how quickly things are flying by. Ray, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for the perspective. Okay, thank you. All right, man. Have a good. That's Ray Stage from the Weather Channel. Bo and Beth here. Happy winter, everyone. (laughs) Put on extra deodorant and a short sleeve shirt today. (laughs) Exactly. Welcome back. Good morning. It's like deja vu here. A guy told me a long time ago, if you stay in a business long enough, you go full circle. And uh, as I was driving over here, uh, when I arrived and looked up at the skyline, and I couldn't think about how much it had changed, okay, since back in 1995 when we started. And uh, But it's great to be back. Uh, I have nothing but great memories of my time here. And uh, look forward to working with uh, Coach Reich and Coach Evero and uh, doing whatever I can to help us be successful. Boy, that just, that's surreal even hearing that, is it not? How do I go? Hello, Mr. Kepa. <laughs> Mr. Kata. <laughs> Mr. Kepa. Mr. Kepa. <laughs> I don't know why my accent is that way, but you, you know the show. Yeah. Horseshack and Mr. Kata. Mr. Kata. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was some great, um, that was a great moment. Like that sound bite fit perfectly in the Welcome Back Cotter sound. Oh, that was that was actually theme. playing uh, over the speakers oh, cool. in the room there. Cool, cool, cool. That was just walk-up music. Yeah. Well, well done, Panthers. <laughs> yeah, well done. They should have both produced the press conference. Way to produce the press conference, Panthers. <laughs> Uh, he and, and this was, I mean, gosh, it really was like Jim. I know it had to be really weird for you because uh, when that when the team started back in 1995, I mean, you guys had the coaches show and you got. I mean, it, it wasn't just a new coach; it was the first ever coach in the history of the team. So uh, Dom Capers is sort of etched in the in the history of this team in a way that no other coach could ever be. And there he is yesterday. And if you close your eyes and you were here then, like I was too. 
it really does feel like it's 1995 for for just about uh, 30 minutes as he's as he's taking questions yesterday. Yeah, so it's thinking 95 to 98, so it's been 25 years, and um, like a quarter of a century. It's almost a quarter of being WBT uh, <laughs> as far as how long that goes back. But uh, you know, Dom, when he was the coach here, was uh, brought in from Pittsburgh. He was the defensive coordinator. And, you know, they're running this 3-4 defense that they're going to run with Jero Avero as the defensive coordinator that Dom was on staff with in Denver. And that was stuff they were doing 25 years ago in Pittsburgh with the zone blitz and all this stuff. And, and what they brought from Pittsburgh is kind of the premise of what they ran here, too. So um, it's uh, it's been a remarkably long career. I think he's in his early 70s now. Mm-hmm. 72. Yep. And uh, wow. basically a special assistant, uh, not like, you know, per a position grouping, uh, but for the defense overall. You know what? That's our like Good for him, though, having a full circle moment and 72 and still just out there living life and killing it. I kind of want you know how Red Rocks, the the restaurants around town, they have the the, the, the menu items that are named after famous people in town. I kind of want him to I want him to have a Dom Capers chicken, chicken, <laughs> Dom Capers, chicken and capers. Yeah, something like <laughs> chicken and Dom Capers. There you go. Chicken and Dom Capers on their menu. Just well, in honor of him. You know who's got a sandwich there? Lynn Wheeler. You. Eugene Robinson. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I need to go eat the Eugene there are a Robinson. Couple of okay, more, there's the awkward moment of the day. <laughs> <laughs> need to go eat the Eugene Robinson. No, uh, the sandwich. To rescue us from I that. I got to eat the best. <laughs> uh, so, me. 72-year-old Dom Capers, and, and a lot of people have asked him, he said, since he's gotten here, so why do you still want to do this? Well, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, why are you still doing this? Uh, I do it because I enjoy it. Back in 96, I can remember we had a lot of national media in here, and some guy asked me, what do you want to be doing when you're 72 years old? And I looked at him and I said, I want to be coaching. And uh, God willing, here I am still coaching. So uh, I enjoy the competitiveness, uh, the X no part of the game. Uh, still, I don't think there's anything that matches Sunday afternoon for three hours. Uh, you know, you put in all that work during the week and, and there's no in between. You either feel real good or you don't feel very good at all. And I don't know what you find to match that, okay, when it's all over. I was thinking about this yesterday. I mean, you have, you have Dom Capers and you have Frank Reich. They should, they should open up the season and wear the 1995 throwback uniform. Oh, the old logo. Yeah. awesome yeah. would that be? And we should play at Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be a true throwback. We, right? And you know what, Dom? The traffic hasn't changed at all. The traffic pattern in 85 is exactly still right. under construction. That would, that was a perfect soundbite, though. He said, I remember in 1996 when asked me, that's so dumb. He was notorious for writing everything down, like how you journal or whatever you yeah, call it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Journaling, yes. Well, after a certain, well, I mean, after a certain age, it's not called your diary, right? It's called journaling. Yeah. Well, either. <laughs> Beth, Beth urinals. <laughs> it's a soft J. Or scrapbook, whatever you're doing. But um, I don't scrapbook. He had this great memory because... <laughs> I don't think Dom does either. But uh, he had this uh, this penchant of remembering everything. He went to Mountain Union High School, or co- college, not high school, college in Ohio. I went to Bowling Green. And at some point, like one time I mentioned to him, I went to Bowling Green. Like three years later, he's like, I was Bowling Green doing this year. I was like, out of the blue, I go, I don't know. I was like, how do you remember that? <laughs> but he would remember, like, little facts. Like he said, I remember in 1996, someone asked me, what do you want to do when you're 72? And here so, he is 72, remembering he is. that. So it's because he was scrapbooking on the sidelines. So the question is, when you see him, when you see him, is he going to say that to you? <gasps> How's Bowling That Green? would be the test. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't bring gosh. it up, I go, you remember where I went to college, right? That would <laughs> be a good test. He'll probably say it. <laughs> Bowling Green. WBT, where business talks. Presented by Ram Pavement. All right, 10 in front of 7 o'clock here on WBT. Programming note. 
Right after the 7 o'clock news, it's the final installment of the game show that's sweeping the nation. Name that Jason. For Jason Aldean tickets, we have a pair for the concert that's coming to PNC Music Pavilion. So difficult. In August. Name that Jason. I have at least 10 Jasons left. So we'll go as long as it goes. Two days ago, it went for an hour and a half. Yesterday, right. it was one segment. One caller. We one. didn't even make it to a second caller because Mr. Neal, he was a superstar with the Jasons. That's right. And then we gave you that bonus Jason Morant, I mean Derulo. <laughs> and uh, we'll continue. 704-570-1110. So if you're going to get on the board for one last time, you can do that right during the, uh, I would do it and start calling during the 7 o'clock news. Yes. So uh, here we go. Get on it the is, horn. Uh, <laughs> What I was supposed to do right now is uh, look back at the market close yesterday. Markets ending mostly lower after Federal Reserve minutes showed increased confidence inflation will fall quickly. Meanwhile, Fed members said they agreed that more rate hikes are needed to meet the central bank's inflation targets. Bankers pointing to the tight job market, Ukraine war, and China reopening, keeping inflation elevated. All the averages coming off their worst day of 2023, falling 2%, but big tech and growth mostly up after plunging, while real estate, energy, and financial sectors lagged. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. Free market activity this morning. Everything is in the green today. Dow futures up 78, S&P futures up 18, and uh, NASDAQ futures are up 101. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Uh, this is going to make you feel melancholy <laughs> if you're a beer drinker, or or maybe uh, it will uh, it will reinforce what you already know and what not to do. You're so good at this. Drinking beer. <laughs> Beth, use all of your words. I tell you this all the time. We always need like two or three more words. Although, I will say, we always sort of uh, around the room speculate, what would it be like if we all had a few beers before we did a segment? Right. And the answer is 6.05 today. <laughs> but it's not because we had beers. But it, but it sure sounds like we did. Uh, anyway. It's just because I showed up today. I show uh, up every day. What am I right. saying? We all had. <laughs> I actually like got showed up today. We all had yeah. Beth beer today. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an extra cup of coffee this morning. The reason that Bo Thompson is playing so st- brilliantly that I was going to say stealthily, but that wasn't stealth at all because it was for everyone. Um, <laughs> that was a beer hiccup. Uh, is because there was an article that I found fascinating. It, the title of the article is, and this is from uh, Vine Pair, a, a website about food and wines and beers, things like that. It's called The 10 Worst Beers in the World. The 10 Worst Beers in the World, folks. Not in North Carolina, not in the United States, in the world. So, like, worst tasting? Just or... Yep. Okay. The worst beers in the world. And I just want to read the first part of the article. Nobody likes a beer snob. In today's craft-saturated world where $26 marshmallow gumdrop IPAs <laughs> are commonplace, <laughs> the elitists have more to mock than ever before. But instead, many have taken to the internet to cyberbully the macro brews that they have been poking fun at for years. Those macro brews have now been named... The top 10 worst beers on the planet. 
ready to start with number 10? I'm ready. Oh, I thought it, 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 okay, all of them were. Like all the macro beers were in the top 10. <laughs> well, that's pretty much it. Number 10, Bush Ice. Anyone? I, Anyone have Bush uh, Ice? It sounds like it would be. Well, I remember uh, ice was a real big thing for a while. Holy moly, in the 90s when we were in college, every beer had ice in the name. Mm -hmm. Well, if you remember, it was dry, and then it was ice. Like, remember Bud Dry? No. Don't ask why. Try Bud Dry. I remember that. No. No? No. Bud Dry, and every beer then had to have a dry, and then it was ice, Mm -hmm. and then Ice House, and then Bud Ice, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. See, I think that's when I came of beer age was Ice House, because Ice House tasted Awful, mm-hmm. awful. There's That's a, why yep. we drank Zima because Ice House was <laughs> oh, so bad. God. There's a theme going on in this top two. Even worse. Did you ever have a vanilla ice? I did. I loved him. <laughs> loved that guy. Uh, number nine. That's what I drink over. Here. <laughs> what Ice House? No, vanilla ice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Use all your words. <laughs> number nine is Bud Light. Bud Light. Bud Light's like. Standard. That's like standard Faraday. Oh, Bernie. Bernie doesn't like Bud Light. Really? Oh, no, but here's wow. the thing. I don't I li- mind it. I like Bud Light Lime. Yes, but you not, do. But yep. not Bud Light. But not regular Bud Light. Right. I'll drink a Bud Light if I'm at a at a game or something. Yeah, like I you can get a Bud Light it. and a hot dog. I can deal with it. Yeah. Um, number eight. Oh, this one's not surprising. Mm. Milwaukee's best light. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't oh, know that. You light didn't say it right either. You got to use all your letters. It's Milwaukee's beast. <laughs> Light, as we all know. <laughs> is that what we called it? It's such an ironic name, Milwaukee's Best. I know. Like, is it? Is it, though? <laughs> is it? Is it? Number seven, Miller. I don't, don't want to have Milwaukee's Worst. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be any worse than Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> anyway, number seven. Number seven, Miller 64. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing, but I guess it's Miller's version of the low-cal beer. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, 64 calories. Yeah, all right. Um, I didn't remember this one either. Beer 30 Light. There's an actual, I didn't know it was the name of a beer. Beer 30. That's an Eric Church song, Beer 30. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> well, and when you put light on the end of it, that also implies that there are more than one. Well, exactly, and that we didn't even know. But you're right, it is the Eric Church it's song Eric because Church. the logo, the zero in the 30 is a clock. It's Beer 30. Yeah. <gasps> it's Beer 30. Well, I'm and sad. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm sad that that doesn't switch taste up songs, good. Bo. Find Eric Church, Beer 30. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Bo. I'm just assigning Bo projects <laughs> in the middle of us. On with the countdown. <laughs> I just decided, Bo's like, you're not the boss of me. We're going to go back. You know how we had, uh, what was the, the up at the top, the, the everything had a best or a light or an ice or mm-hmm. whatever? But Bush Ice. Well, we're back to another ice beer. Uh, natural ice. Natty Ice, guys. Natty Ice, number five. See, Natty Light is the one that's known. Natty Light Ice. Natty Light Ice. Natty, natty Lice. <laughs> number, <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> number four, Keystone Light. Ooh. I didn't know that Keystone made a light beer. Did not know that either. Keystone Light, folks. Number three, isn't this a non-alcoholic beer? Sharps? Is Sharps Yeah, that is a non-alcoholic. Well, I would think that would be one of the worst beers that's in the world. Like, why are right. we, making, we need to do a list of non-alcoholic beers if we're going to do that list. Like, that's mm-hmm. not fair. I agree with you on that one. You can't taste good if you're not an alcoholic. Number two. (laughs) Did you say you can't taste good if you're an alcoholic? (laughs) I meant the beer can't taste. You can't expect the non-alcoholic beer to taste delightful, right? You can't can't expect it to be the best I think that was on me. I misheard you. (laughs) I heard something about an alcoholic. Number two. (laughs) Natty Light, folks. Number two is Natty Light. No. That's like almost legendary. Well, 
It's I'm not saying it's good, but it's the second worst beer in the world. Do you want to know? Drum roll for the number one worst beer on the planet. PBR. Oh, thank you. PBR. <laughs> yeah. No, Budweiser Select 55. I don't even know that one. Huh. Is that for seniors? He <laughs> <laughs> said Budweiser Select 55, which uh, is not beer 30. 30. I found it. all over again because everybody's yelling, do something crazy. Wake up with this in your head tomorrow. 30. And I'm thirsty. So, so here's the problem. This is why it took me a while to find it. It's not Eric Church. Oh. It's Florida Georgia Line, which, I, which, which as a rule I banned from my computer. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. time one last chance a pair of tickets to see jason aldean in charlotte love for that hazel pnc music pavilion thursday august 10th win them before you can buy them from wbt worked all week cleaned up clean cut and clean shaved i got to cover off the 68 704-570-1110. The way this works, if you're new to the contest, I have a number of Jasons here not named Aldean. You have to name two of those correctly to win the tickets. So when you call in, I'll play you a clip, and if you get that right, you move on to number two. If you get that right, you win. Do you practice this at home? He's so good. Every night, I'll every night in front of the mirror. <laughs> Singing into your comb. Only Eric Church, though. <laughs> yes, Bo, that is Eric Church, I believe. <laughs> you're, you're really I was today years old when I learned that Beer 30 was Florida Georgia Line. Why do they sound like Eric Church? <laughs> he does. It sounded like Eric Church. If you would have said, because I, I don't, look, I'm not an Eric Church or Florida Georgia Line aficionado. If you said, who is that? I would have said Eric Church. It sounds so. like Eric Church. So here's the deal. Uh, if you get it wrong, then you pass it on to the next person. They try to get it right. Uh-huh. we got to get two people. we got to get two correct answers here in a row. So let's go to the phone line here. Mark, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Mark. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's see. All right. Name (laughs) that Jason. This is big stuff, man. From the very beginning, we said, I'm the front man, and you're the guitarist with Mystique. That's the dynamic we agreed on. Paige, Plant, Mick, Keith. I don't know. Somehow it's all turning around. But I don't know the the guy's name. You know the Uh, movie, don't you? Mm-hmm. Way to get in on the phone lines, though, Mark. Yeah, Mark, yeah. since you lost, you get Rascal Flatts tickets. <laughs> <laughs> you're so bad. <laughs> All right, uh, Joey, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, Joey. Hey, good morning, guys. Good All morning. Right. Here's a clip of the one that's on the board. This is big stuff, man. From the very beginning, we said, I'm the front man, and you're the guitarist with Mystique. All right, Joey. That's the- Who is that? Well, well, there's only one Jason I can think of. Jason Bateman? No. no. Good 
guess, though. And Jason Bateman actually is already off the board. Yeah, he was in, uh, uh, what's today? Tuesday's contest. Mm-hmm. He was in Tuesday's contest. All right, so uh, Steve. Steve is on the board. 704-570-1110. Nobody knows the current Jason that's on the board. Got to get two correct. So uh, still a lot of opportunity out there to win the Brad Paisley, t- I mean the uh, Jason Aldean <laughs> tickets. Steve, welcome to Good Morning BT. Greeting. No idea. Next caller, please. Oh, ah, Steve. Wow. Well, you know what? I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, Got like Steve, right on. I like Steve jumping in producing the show. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the next call. <laughs> I like that. Wow. And look at this. It's another Steve. Steve is on line one. Welcome, Steve number two. Okay, Jason Lee. Yes. Well done. Ooh. Jason Lee. That's from a the, great guess. That's from, a good one. From the movie Almost Famous right there. All right, right. Steve, you got Jason Lee. Let's see where I want to go here, John Moore. Hmm. Let's go. Let's go, Jason. One. I'm. I'm uh, this is a. This is stealth, and this was a selection made by Beth Troutman. Here oh, is mm. the next Jason to identify. Hi. Did I know you from biology class? Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah, I had a couple of questions. I was curious. What do you do with the jackets that people leave here? We keep them. <laughs> in case you come back. You can look through it if you want. No, that's cool. I, it would take too long to look through all that stuff. I'll just, I'll pick up a new one. What was your other question? Oh, uh, my other question is, can I have your phone number so I can ask you out sometime? All right, so who, who, is, who is he asking out right there? Oh, man. I do not know. Oh, oh Steve, I, I knew this one was going to be hard because this one... This one gets you. This one will get. This, this will get you. Got to think about this one for a second. Yep. But it's a, it's a great one. And actually, it uh, is. I'm not going to give away too oh, much here. Oh, don't give a hint. No, no, no not, hint at all. Not yet. Okay. Right. Not yet. All right. Relax, rat. <laughs> Beth doesn't want to have to work the rest of the morning. She just wants the contest to go until nine. That's not true. Attitude, attitude, Beth. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good hint. <laughs> but as I, you, you know the hint I was gonna give, and I'm not gonna give it now. That was too. That's yeah. too much of a hint. It's, it's too much. Uh, just uh, yeah. choreographing all this. All right. So uh, we have the tickets still on the board, and we've got one that is on the board that has been misidentified. And we're going to see if you can do this. We'll keep the conversation going. The contest going, too. Name that Jason for Jason Aldean tickets. Stay with us. 704-570-1110. Jason Aldean is coming to PNC Music Pavilion on Thursday, August 10th with special guests Mitchell Tenpenny and Corey Kent. It's the Highway Desperado Tour for 2023. WPT. Life's the same. Welcome back. We're in the middle of the season finale of Name That Jason for Jason Aldean tickets. He's coming to PNC Music Pavilion Thursday, August 10th. Special guest, the cars. <laughs> the Highway Desperation Tour. Or des- Desperation. Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> you still have Desperation. <laughs> the Highway Desperado Tour 2023. Special guests, Mitchell Tenpenny and Corey Kent. You've got to name two Jasons, not named Aldean in a row. Let's see. Michelle, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Good right. morning. Michelle, here is the Jason currently on the board. Hi. Did I know you from biology class? Yeah. What can I do for you? Yeah, I had a couple of questions. I was curious. What do you do with the jackets that people leave here? 
We keep them. All right, so the guy asking about the jackets, he's asking the uh, the girl there the questions. Who is that girl? Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes! Yes! Michelle, that's my girl. See, I had to, I had to roll one more hint in there. I know you're so hinty. Which is, yeah, which that is was rolling very stealth. <laughs> just, that was very Beth-like. <laughs> stealth. That was Beth's idea to do the Jennifer that Jason. That was. Lee. I got tickled at myself when I thought of her. And Michelle's like, "Y'all stop talking. It's time for number two here." Yes. All sorry, right. Michelle. I, I probably won't get number two. I'm I'm not up on all the Jasons. So well, who is? We'll give it a go. I don't know. I, I think uh, I would think that this one would be pretty easy, but we'll see. Uh, Jason number five there, John Moore. Here comes Jason number five, or in the case of Michelle, Jason number two. Most of the time, change is a good thing. I think that's what it's all about. Embracing change. Being brave. Doing whatever you have to, so that everyone in your life can move forward theirs. Because maybe it's the only way you can truly help her be happy. Obviously, by her, I'm referring to Lady Football. <laughs> That's a great soundbite. <laughs> okay, Michelle, do you know who that is? Michelle. I can see, I, yes, I can see his face. I just can't think of his name. Okay. Oh, Michelle. I, right. I'm really proud of you, though, Michelle, for getting Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee. Michelle, That's impressive. She got the toughest one yet. And that one right there, for a lot of people, they're going to be in their car going, oh, whoa, 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 no. Yes. Because it's only one of the most popular shows going right oh, now. Oh, it fills your heart up with love. All right, John, you're next. Welcome to Good Morning BT. Good morning, Bo and Beth. Is it Jason Sudeikis? Yeah, that's right. That's Ted. That's a little Ted Lasso coming at you right there. All right. Way to go, John. John, out of the gate, coming strong. Let's see here. Make sure I keep my checklist going here. Getting down to my final few Jasons. All right. Um, all right. How about this? Let's go Jason 2, John Moore. John, this is your second Jason to name for Aldine tickets. Lucius Malfoy. We meet at last. Forgive me. Your scar is legend, as of course is the wizard who gave it to you. Voldemort killed my parents. He was nothing more than a murderer. Hmm. He must be very brave to mention his name. Or very foolish. Fear of a name only increases fear of the thing itself. And you must be Miss Granger. All right, John, who's that? Is it Jason Hughes? It is not Jason Hughes. That was a great guess, though. That's a good guess. I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, I mean, I think we all can agree it's from Harry Potter. What? I'm kidding. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we got Ted Lasso over here. All right, uh, so. Wait, Ben just dropped off. I know, we just cleared the decks because oh, I think he, he didn't, that's what happens here. They, they either jump on because they hear one they know, or they jump off because they're scared away. Well, and this one is a... This one's a this this Jason is a tough Jason because a lot of people well obviously they know his first name's Jason. <laughs> this one's a hard last name to remember. But see here go the phones. Oh, this is somebody how this, knows it. This is how this contest goes. This is what I love about this contest because you know people ride in their car they go oh wait, how could you not know that? I know this one. I know this one. All right, let's Michael. go to Michael on line one. Do you know that Jason? Uh, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs is correct. Wow. Well done. Well done. All right, Michael. Let's see here. You're standing on the edge of the cliff, halfway to the Jason Aldean tickets. 
All right, Jason number three, John Moore. Jason number three. It is a uh, it's a chilly start this morning. Might fool you to what the rest of the day is going to be like, but we do want to say good morning. Take a look at our Queen City, all lit up, courtesy of our exclusive Arlington camera. Today is Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day to those old, of you that... It's an old clip. <laughs> and those that don't, well, you know how you feel about it. All right, Michael, do you know who that is? Uh, Jason Boyle? Is not, that is incorrect. Jason Meyer? No, 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 that's not it. Oh, Michael's so close because he knows what he knows what he's listening to. He yeah, knows. That's right. That one, that uh, I had a feeling this one's gonna this one's gonna be tough. But then then when you get it, you go, oh yeah. Well, he tweeted us, Bo, and said, hey, do you need a soundbite from me? <laughs> <laughs> Why no, I don't, Jason. <laughs> we had already thought of you, Jason. All right, so uh, we have a Jason on the board. Beth and I've tried to give some uh, hints here in the last uh, 30 seconds. We'll keep the conversation going and the contest. Name that Jason for Jason Aldean tickets. Who is the latest Jason? 704-570-1110. Let's go back to the news center, or we will momentarily. First, though, I want to remind you to join Narrowway Productions, all you golfers, for Narrowway on the Fairway, March 20th, a charity golf tournament. Be a best ball scramble at the private Firethorn Country Club. Register your team today at narrowwaygolf.com. Corporate sponsorship still available as well. That's narrowwaygolf.com. WBT. You know, I almost forgot. I mean, this this contest has become so popular, it needed its own open. What's your name, dude? Hi, my name is... Why? My name. What's your name? What kind of stupid name is that? Why don't you ever call me by my name? Now, that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Don't tell them your name. All right, so Scott, that, name, that puts more pressure on Scott. So now... <laughs> <laughs> Who produces those for you? Beth makes them all. <laughs> Watch you see a car dealership waiting for a car. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Scott, you have a tissue? Scott, you're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Uh, are you familiar with the Jason that's on the board right now? Uh, the one that you played before the break? Mm-hmm. Should we play it again for him? Are you ready? That that would be Jason Myers, maybe? Uh, incorrect. I'm oh. sorry. Uh, this is the one that is on the board right now. Most of the time, change is a good thing. No, 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 no. That's not the right one. Oh. The one I need, uh, John Moore, is three. Okay. That's where we, we left off. So, uh, I'm sorry, Scott. That's incorrect. Let's bring Marge. Bring Marge on line two on WBT. Hi, Marge. You there? I am. All right, hey, so, I have a lot of static on the line. All right, well, we'll get right to it here. This is the Jason that's uh, on the line for you right now. It is a, uh, it's a chilly start this morning. Might fool you to what the rest of the day is going to be like, but we do want to say good morning. Take a look at our Queen City, all lit up, courtesy of our exclusive Arlington camera. Today is Valentine's Day, so uh, happy Valentine's Day. No, it's Day. not. No, it's, but that's the, that's the most recent clip I could find. <laughs> uh, of that particular Jason, Marge, do you know who that is? I'm going to say it's Jason Studensky. Wait a minute. No, you're, you're thinking of uh, Stu, Stujanky from, from, from Channel 9. Uh, that's, a, that's a Jason I forgot about. We could have done that, Jason. But uh, no, it's not uh, Stujanky. I think that's how yeah, you pronounce Stu his Janky. name. Uh, he's, he's like the, uh, the investigative reporter. Yeah. Yes. For Channel 9. So this is Queen City News. Queen ah, City you News. just threw one out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to throw him a bone. 704-570-1110. Beth just gave you a ginormous hint. Did that I? The, the current current Jason. On, well, if that doesn't Throw me do a bone. it. 
If that doesn't do it, I don't know what we'll Put will. a laser on a shark. <laughs> and, and didn't you say this Jason actually tweeted and said he, he would give us a live one if we wanted one? He, he, he said, like, uh, do you need a clip from me? Do you need a clip? <laughs> he knew. He Have knew him call and see if he Jason. knows which Jason <laughs> yes, it is. Right. So you know that it's you, Jason. Jason. Who is this Jason? Oh, somebody Seven-oh. knows. Yeah, that's what I love about this is that it, it, it comes in waves. I know. I was telling you not to give the Jennifer Jason Lee hint, and mm-hmm. then I just gave like the biggest hint ever okay. for this Jason. Was, it was well timed. Well, because uh, we had everybody, we lost everybody. All right, Michael is on News Talk 1110 WBT, and you can call to 704 570 1110 because we still have two Jason Aldean, almost said student, studenty tickets, <laughs> uh, Jason Aldean tickets. That'd be a good to, show to give away. Michael, who is this Jason? It I is a uh, it's chilly. Say what? Jason Harper? Jason, Jason Harper, Harper is right. right. Well, well done, Way Michael. Go. Jason Harper from, uh, actually, he's working right now while we're working. He's Queen over on City. Queen City News <laughs> with uh, <laughs> Ann Wyatt Little. Oh, is he? Was he no, uh, we just saw a dancing poo on oh, TV. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> a commercial. <laughs> John, John, we lost John Moore for like 60 seconds. Did, top 10 things we did not expect still going. John Moore to Wait, say. Did John Moore, www.poophh.com. Did John Moore just call Jason Harper a dancing poo? No. no, no. <laughs> it's a poop cleaning commercial. I know. I know. All right, uh, Michael's like, uh, can y'all get on with this? Yeah, I like, was like, I want to name the other Jason. All right, uh, let's look at number 11, John Moore. All right. Here you go, Michael. Good luck, Michael. This Dance is with me. Cause if you got the poison, I've got the remedy. The remedy is the experience. This is a dangerous liaison. Is that, a, the is that pork chop on his head? <laughs> pork, pork pie. Pork pie hat. All right, Michael. Who's that? Jason Moran. Yes. yes. Congratulations, Michael. You have named two Jasons. You are going to see Jason Aldean. Are you so excited, Michael? I'm excited. I'm so excited for you. This makes me so happy. Right. I love giving things away. I love Florida Georgia Line. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to take your excitement and talk to Bernie. He'll get you all set up. Bernie! And that concludes Name That Jason. Ooh. I still uh, have a few Jasons. You want to go through the I, Jasons? Yeah, let's finish the Jasons that would have been, the Jasons that might have been. All right, uh, let's see. Jason number 10, John Moore. See if anybody in the room knows Jason number 10. It took a long time to get here, Jason. I know about Beirut. Jason's I know state. what you did. Incorrect. Oh, I, it I all missed it, guys. Tonight. Thanks for playing. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier I'll to do back. it right away. Hang up on you. <laughs> Beth's gone for the rest of the show. Let's <laughs> hang up on Beth. <laughs> so wait, nobody knows that Jason? Wait, hold on. Like I, I say, I, this is like the, one of the easiest ones of all. Oh, wait a minute. I, I stopped listening. It took a long time to get here, Jason. <laughs> I know about Beirut. I know what you did. Oh, I know. Hey. Oh, oh, it's Jason it Clark. No. Oh. Oh, for two. When was he born? Right away. It's Jason Bourne, guys. There you go. Oh. Jason Bourne. That's a good hit. So, when see, I was thinking Zero Dark Thirty. That's Jason Clark. Zero Dark. Um, they got the chin. I'm gonna have to take your word on that one. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You're thinking uh, of Zero Beer Thirty. Let's see here. I've got one left, and uh, this this probably would have uh, stopped I, people. I was either gonna go Harper or this one. Uh, I think either of them would have sort of uh, kept us going for a while. Hey, is it? Uh, Stu- this is number seven. Stu Junkie. This is the 
<laughs> this is number seven. Who is this Jason? Uh, knowing Kai and uh, just understanding uh, his skill set and uh, the new atmosphere, um, he's excited to be here. And I think he talked about that yesterday. Um, again, I think his leadership down the stretch of getting everyone organized, uh, knowing how to play Bernie, you should um, know this without one. having the ball or being able to have to score, setting screens for his teammates. Kevin Keats. Uh, was shown tonight. So, well, he um, shares something in common stuff, with Kevin uh, Keats. As we build this uh, on this uh, new journey. All right, journey. so who do you think that is? Bernie, do you know? He's like, he's like Kevin Keats, at least uh, in a, at the professional level. Jason Henry. No. The only Jason I can think of is Jason Terry. Not, well, you're, you're, you're warm. That's, a good, that's close. It is a Jason. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Ah, that's right. Jason Kidd. Jason is there a Kidd. Jason Henry? I would never know his voice. Well, I know. Can we not have visuals with these? <laughs> and and actually, John Moore, just for kicks here, uh, there's one more that I did not use officially. Like, I used it as an example the other day, and somebody just texted me and said, why didn't you use this one? And I said, well, I did, but I didn't. So I technically could have brought this one back. What number is it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just now. Read my mind, John Moore. It's number six. This is probably uh, one of the easier ones we could have done. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? Oh, the best Jason. I invented it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. All right. George, it's you. You're damn right it's me. <laughs> All right. Jason Alexander never made it to the official board, but actually. You're saving that for if you had to end the game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Done with exactly. It. When we had no more Jasons left. Exactly. Uh, all right, that was fun. We'll do it again. Uh, I love you, listeners who called in. Thank you. Have fun at the Jason Aldean concert uh, with special guest Brad Paisley. Uh, no, actually, it's uh, special guest Mitchell Tenpenny. I love Mitchell Tenpenny. And Corey Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> Clark Kent. All right, traffic Mitchell, check now. Mitchell Henny Penny and <laughs> Clark Kent. <laughs> Henny Penny. Hey, wait a second. Isn't that a... It's Dodge Caravan. That's the car. Hey, hey, you! What do you think you're doing? Drive. Like hell you are. Fine, I'll go without you. News Talk 1110 WBT. It's a Thursday. Time to cross the streams with Brett Winterbull, Bo and Beth here. And if you don't know, we cross the streams on this radio station twice a day, every day at 7.50-ish, and then every day at five minutes past five o'clock as you're driving home. So hopefully you know that and you hear us both times. But That's right. It's like a talk radio sandwich. Yes. <laughs> talk radio salad? A talk radio salad, if you will. I love it. Brett Winterbull, we love having you on the show. I have been dying to ask you a question about this um, four-person. Uh, this is the, the newest headline <laughs> in, the, uh, in the world of uh, entertainment and news. Here's the latest headline. Could four-person undermine a future case against Trump? We're, we're talking about the four-person of the special grand jury in Georgia. Her name is Emily Coors. And she has been making the news rounds, the the talk show rounds, if you will. And it's um, the the sound bites are bizarre, really. Uh, it's uh, it, it's it's strange to me that she has come forward to talk. It's so weird. This is such a weird story. I, I have to be honest with you. I have a, a there's a percentage of me here, like 20 percent that thinks that she's not really the four person and she's just going out and getting booked because she is so off the rails with her commentary, her facial expressions. Um, it's 
it's uh, it, it's this. Inc- I don't even know what to do with this, but I believe those prosecutors are probably having a fit because she's like, is it bigger than a bread box? Yes. Is it more important than the Super Bowl? Yes. I mean, it's these weird things that she's talking about. It's a long list. 16 pages. Yeah. I can't tell you who it is. It's uh, it. This is terrible. And if I'm the um, if, if I'm the the Trump people, if I'm Rudy, if I'm Meadows, man, I'm I'm. I'm popping the uh, I'm popping the bud ice right now. Oh, the bud ice. <laughs> well, it's just a, such a bad look. I don't know. Did you see the soundbite where they asked her about whether or not they were going to subpoena Trump? And she did this weird, <laughs> like, I was hoping so because I got to swear people in. And she had this, like, weird, like, flirty thing going on. I, I So just I actually, and this is kind of random news to say, I, I actually served as a four person on a grand jury mm-hmm. um, because you I mean, it's like your your duty as an American when you were you know, called right. in to serve. And I got placed as the four person. And one of the main things that they talked to us about was that everything was supposed to stay yeah. With us, it was right. secretive. We weren't even supposed to talk about our cases with family. Yep. So the bizarre thing that she has come out and, and it has accepted uh, roles on all of these new mm-hmm. shows and that that people are continuing to book her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also think that if I were still working in television news, I wouldn't want to book her because I would feel responsible for making for doing the wrong thing. So before we get uh, Brett's answer on this, some people may be listening, may not know what we're talking about. This is just a little taste of when uh, she mm-hmm. appeared on CNN this week. I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, We definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't... There are no major plot twists waiting for you. You know, it's interesting... That just raises more questions. Of, of, I know. Of I know. I'm sorry. No, no. Do, please do not apologize. So anyway, there you go. That's, yeah, that's just, I mean, this is, th- th- that's the kind of caller Bernie would hate to screen. <laughs> be- because it's like vague, weird, not specific stuff that could be true or not. I'm going to take people back, back in the day, to Tracy Hampton. Tracy Hampton. Do you remember who Tracy Hampton was? That was the ex-Simpson juror that posed for Playboy back in 96. Oh, my and, gosh. I forgot about this. These people come forward with the most bizarre things after high-profile trials or or being a four-person on the grand jury. This is not somebody that—I mean, this is somebody that just wants to be famous for I don't know what. Maybe she wants to, you know, have a, have a meetup at Comic-Con or something while she's uh, wearing a LARPing outfit. But I, I don't I don't understand this. I, I can't imagine that the prosecutors had any idea that she was this off the rails. Uh, and if they did, then they they took a knee in this thing, man. I mean, I don't I don't get it. Well, I, yeah. it, 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 I mean, this e- is oh. even, uh, you know, going through the process of uh, having gone through the process of, of yeah. being selected for a grand jury and then being named the four person, like all of the thought oh that gosh. went into the process and the conversations that I had. I, I I am just I am uh, I am I am overwhelmed by mm. this mm-hmm. whole story. Mm. They need to they need to set up like a new talk show between Emily Coors and Greta Thunberg. Mm-hmm. Like that would be fascinating to listen to. <laughs> I mean, just it would be it's so weird. But, I, do you remember? I'm just gonna say this in ten seconds. Do you remember when like 
adults did stuff like jury for person and yeah. me remediation at disasters. Do you remember when these like really boring adults would be in charge? Yeah. Now it's like do it yourself kookery. And I, I don't get it. I, I, I sincerely, I don't get it. And I'm not trying to say she's a kook. I am saying she's a kook. And I, I, I don't, I don't, this is not good. I mean, this is not good for the process. And all I can say, if you're a Trump supporter, more Emily Coors, 24-7, 365. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to want because this is going to cause a major headache for uh, George. Well, and you know what we say, more Brett Winterbull. Yes. Happens at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. A lot happening on a Thursday morning, February 23rd. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman here and just an awful story out of Orlando, Florida, mm. where uh, a reporter... A reporter uh, at a scene, a crime scene, was shot last night, and she was not the, or he was not the only person who was killed. A nine-year-old girl was killed as well. Uh, I want to get more on uh, what we know at this hour. Here's Fox's Brooke Singman. A Florida journalist and a nine-year-old girl were gunned down Wednesday afternoon by a suspect wanted in an earlier deadly shooting at the same scene. The slain journalist has been identified by his fiance as 24-year-old Dylan Lyons, along with a GoFundMe link, she tweeted, quote, the love of my life was murdered. I will never be the same person ever again. Officials say two others were also hurt, including a Spectrum News 13 photographer and the mother of that nine-year-old girl. Authorities first responded to the scene of a homicide at 11.20 in the morning yesterday, where they found a 20-year-old girl shot dead. Later that evening, two News 13 reporters were at the scene reporting on the crime. Authorities believe the same suspect returned to the scene and opened fire on them around 4.05 p.m. Police say the suspect then walked into a nearby residence, killing a nine-year-old girl and seriously injuring her mother. Deputies located two men who had been shot uh, in or near a vehicle. They are a News 13 reporter and photographer who were on the scene to cover the homicide from this morning. On Harrington Street, a woman and her nine-year-old girl were also shot inside of a home. It is unclear why the suspect entered that home. Authorities arresting 19-year-old Keith Moses yesterday in connection to all three shootings. He was seen smirking as officers took him away in handcuffs. Now, Moses has a lengthy criminal history, including gun charges, assault with a deadly weapon, and battery. Authorities believe he knew the first victim, but had no connection to the rest of them. Now, it's unclear if he was targeting the news crew because police say their van was not marked with its logo. The local community has been shaken by the senseless murders. The parent company of Spectrum News saying, quote, we are deeply saddened by the loss of our colleague and the other lives senselessly taken today. We remain hopeful that our other colleague who was injured makes a full recovery. This is a terrible tragedy. A fellow colleague also taking to Twitter writing, quote, this is absolutely heartbreaking and horrific. My heart goes out to everyone close to my colleagues and the others who lost their lives in these tragic shootings. Authorities say the mother who was shot remains in critical condition this morning. The News 13 photographer is reportedly healing and has been able to speak with investigators. All right. So, uh, wow. I mean, it's uh, 
It, it's a lot to take there. Uh, we've seen all kinds of footage out of Orlando. Uh, Spectrum obviously owns many uh, stations across the country. You have uh, Spectrum One here in town here, uh, what used to be called News 14, but we have Tim Boyum on our show. All the time, uh, yeah. Every so often I was watching some of his tweets last night. Uh, Mike Salarte, uh, who's another uh, guy that we have on the show periodically that I, I know pretty well. Uh, Mike Salarte is the sports director over at uh, Spectrum here in Charlotte. Uh, he uh, tweeted last night, prayers and support for my my News 13 family, as they have suffered the unspeakable, we are here for you in any way you need us. If you're inclined to send prayers, please do so. Our family could use them. And, of course, uh, uh, Spectrum stations all across the country are, are watching uh, this horrific uh, situation out of Orlando and, and everybody in the media. I mean, uh, you and I were talking before we, we came on the air today. Um, I, I don't have a reporter background. Uh, you don't have an extensive one. You were on the anchor desk, but you did occasionally as an anchor uh, and earlier in your career go out and, and do some reporting at scenes. So you yeah. could have found yourself in this type of situation uh, at some point along the way. I think it's one of the things that um, that people don't think about with especially breaking news reporters are often the first people on a scene, any scene, including crime scenes, to um, report to their local community, to report to um, you know their stations. And I, you know, we don't think often about how dangerous some of those situations could be as viewers. Uh, I, in the times that I was sent out to do live reports, um, it was usually for big stories because uh, if they'll if they take an anchor off the anchor desk, it's it's to do a live report from something major that's that's happening. And those those thoughts did go through my mind because you're paying attention to the camera and to what you're doing, so you can't necessarily pay attention to what's going on around you, especially if you're giving a live report. One of the things that just broke my heart. Um, along with this story, after the news broke that um, that this reporter had been uh, this reporter had been killed, uh, Dylan's coworker ended up doing a, a live shot for a later newscast, and she was just overcome with emotion, and it just broke me to watch. I apologize. This is really difficult uh, to cover. Um, it is very emotional here uh, at ORMC. I'm, I'm not even going to turn the camera um, because there are people here um, who knew that reporter, who uh, his fiance uh, and I were just embracing. Um, but I, I will say this, it, it is nice to see all the media, we come together in solidarity in this moment. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. We. We go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. And that, that is what happened here. Um, so again, we are at Orlando Regional Medical Center where we have learned that one of our own, a fellow reporter, uh, has died while, while out covering a shooting. Um, there are members of his family here, along with his fiance, um, who, who are just incredibly distraught tonight. Um, there are other um, media people who are kind of corralled together We and standing in solidarity tonight uh, as one of our own has just passed. So I'm going to send it back to you guys so I can uh, collect myself. She was actually it. from a, a sister station in the area. I misspoke. She was from WESH, but uh, obviously thought of Dylan. And, and we do this, I think, as a news community. Um, I 
along with other people who have worked in news for you know the majority of my career, you think of all of the people at the other stations, even though they're competitors, quote unquote competitors, you think of them as coworkers. Yeah, you're when something all, like this happens, you're, yes. you all—it's uh, not the the station or the or the the frequency. It's it's the uh, it's profession. The, it's the profession. It's the work that you do, and the. The, the, the journalist there just being overcome with emotion, just thinking about um, having worked with him probably at various scenes in Orlando um, over the over the years that they were working in the same industry. And even mentioning that that she had embraced his fiance. Uh, it, it's it's just gut wrenching to hear that and to to watch her be overcome with emotion, because that's one of the things that that consultants and that uh, journalism schools try to tell you is to not show your human emotion. I think that it, it probably helps us as a society to see that human emotion because it allows us all to grieve and it allows us all the freedom to be hurt by violence and the things that go on in our communities. Well, and within the last couple of months here in Charlotte, we remember uh, Jason and Chip and the helicopter crash. Yes. And, and uh, we felt that in this building uh, being close to Channel 3. And, and you saw the entire media market here, not just in Charlotte, but across the country, mm -hmm. uh, rally around uh, that newsroom and, and just uh, feel for them. So uh, similar thoughts yes. uh, today. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, late yesterday into last night with this, this this horrible story. Good morning, BT. Okay, I'm looking down uh, at my calendar here. Beth, I want you to look at yours as well. Yep, yep. Uh, what does your calendar say? What day is it? It's February. February 23rd. Oh, the 23rd. You said what day is it? 23rd. Well, I mean, it's also Thursday. Yes. It's the 23rd of February. Everything is uh, completely normal. Yes, Hovering around 67 degrees on our way to a possible record of 80. The record is 79, 81. We may hit that today. Me mind on fire. Me soul on fire. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Grab that towel. Get the flip-flops. Get ready to head to the beach or the lake. Isn't that right, Ray Stajic? Absolutely. You know, I almost put a toe in the water myself. I looked. And I said, you know what? That pool water still has to be pretty chilly. <laughs> Plenty of 80s and record warmth all across the southeast. You don't hear this much. Well, I know you don't hear much from me, but meteorologist, when you say, I think we'll easily get past 79 and get the record of 81 today, and now I'm going to say, boy, I wish I didn't say that. I really feel the atmosphere is set up to make this easily attainable. The ridge stays strong to our southeast. A southwest breeze that'll gust, bringing in the warm air. We're already in the 60s. Um, by the way, don't forget about record high minimum temperatures. We destroyed that, or we will this morning. That's 59 degrees. It's, what, 66 right now? Yeah. And that was in 2018 also when we set the record of 79. So, again, the eraser out, setting records today at 81. We'll take it down, but still stay above average tomorrow near 71 degrees, and even the little dip we have in temperatures for Saturday where we have some showers and a high only close to 50 is quickly kicked out. We're back to 70-plus as we go through Sunday and probably even into most of next week as we wrap up February on Tuesday and get into the month of March. So very, very unusual weather across the southeastern U.S., and elsewhere across the country. I guess this is the time where I just should go ahead and go all in and say, I guess what I'm supposed to do this weekend. Uh, I'm 
I'm supposed to go skiing this weekend. <laughs> I mean, everything is everything is upside down. And and we have talked years and years and years with you on this show. And there have been times when I've said, Ray, what's going on? Like like like, is it ever going to snow again? Is it, I, but look, I, I've sort of given up on regular snow uh, in Charlotte this time of year. I mean, but I did see somebody say yesterday somewhere on social media that they were a lifelong Charlottean as I am, as Beth is. Uh, look, we're, we're, we've been through this rodeo before. Murphy's yeah. law is that it's probably going to snow in two weeks. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like Ben don't break, and then eventually it breaks. And, you know, if you want to go out there and fantasy land, what I call it, um, you know, I pick on the American model because sometimes it's so dramatic in the long range. First weekend in March, next weekend, maybe a little colder, maybe some snowflakes with a storm trying to develop in the southeastern U.S. and move on up the coast. Now, here has been the problem. Um, well, problem for me and us snow lovers is that the track has been west of the Appalachians in the eastern part of the U.S. So that has really excluded a lot of the big cities in the east and even in the southeast U.S. from getting any type of wintry precipitation. I mean, we've had these systems come to the west, and basically they've tracked up through, um, let's say, the central U.S., through the Plain states, and right through the Great Lakes and into northern New York State and New England, the track of the low. So that puts you on the bottom side of it, and that keeps you in the warm sector. And that track has been pretty consistent all winter. And that seems to be what's been holding true here. And it looks like it's going to continue for at least the next week. But um, I always say beware of March. Some very big storms have happened in March, including the superstorm of 93. And, Mm -hmm. you know what? If you want to go skiing, why don't you go to the mountains of California, even into Southern California, Los Angeles, and Ventura County Mountains, blizzard warnings for the first time since 1989. So multiple feet of snow. There could be five to seven feet of snow in some of the highest peaks. One model for the Southern California mountains pumped out 100 inches of snow Hmm. over the next two to three days. So unusual in many places. Warm here, cold there, cold and icy up across parts of the Midwest and the Great Lakes states where there's over 600,000 customers in and around the Detroit metro area in the state of Michigan still without power this morning. And remember, customer represents a household. So think of the cold and how many people are being affected by those power outages. Top 10 things you never thought you'd hear somebody say. If you want to go skiing, go to Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fly into L.A. and head up into the mountains. I mean, you guys didn't ask me. You, I said I was going skiing. He's going to L.A. I'm going to Lake Wiley to water ski. <laughs> oh, well, then you nailed it, man. You picked the perfect, perfect no. weekend for it. Oh, well, um, I, I, I tend to fall in line with uh, those who say, uh, don't get too comfortable yet. I mean, this is unusual, yes. but uh, March is around the corner, like Ray says, and I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. I'm not saying yeah. that I think we're going to be under you know, uh, a blizzard here in Charlotte, but I, I, I'm not ready to say it's all over yet. Yeah, we're going to get some cold temperatures. I, I believe it in my heart. Yeah, and you know what? The, the percentages are against us, thinking that we're done with this, we're done with frost and freeze. Um, yeah, and though something's got to break somewhere, and it, it might, it might as we get into early or into the middle part of March. But um, you know, we're we're in the home stretch now. I mm-hmm. mean, even if it does, um, at this point, I think everybody's like, ah, you know what? Even if it gets cold, and we get a little snow and ice for a couple of days. 
who cares? It'll be gone pretty quick anyway. And then we can talk about spring and uh, permanent springtime temperatures. And then we'll get into severe weather season and have that. And then, hey, right around the corner, it's hurricane season again. It's amazing how quickly things are flying by. Ray, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for the perspective. Okay, thank you. Rolling on on a Thursday morning. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, got the Zoe, got the John Moore. Hey. Bernie is uh, somewhere in the building. He's on assignment. On assignment. He's in the weeds. In the weeds. John Moore is dancing. Wait, here it comes. It's a good day. Bernie! Bernie! <laughs> Where'd you go? What do you do up there? Where's the meatloaf? I love Bernie's face when he walks back in. Y'all can't see it, but it's always like, what is, uh, am I walking back into? Here? Like, why is this happening? Yes. They're putting you in the Hall of Fame. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what usually happens when Let you walk in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Write down your list I'm, of accomplishments. I'll read them for you. I'm never, ever, <laughs> ever going to, be, to live this down, and it's not even me. Uh, uh, so yesterday, here's a recurring theme sometimes on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. we, we got talking about something, and then the governor arrived. Right. And uh, sort of hijacked it. Right. And then we never actually talked about the thing we meant to talk about. Yeah. So uh, we're going to do that now because, you know what? It's Thursday. Exactly. And uh, we did a segment yesterday, uh, you may remember, because it was about the same time. where We were talking <laughs> about there there are 14, I think 14, at least. Like at least new emojis. New emojis that are being added to your phone if you have an iPhone and you are about to upgrade it. Including a Blackbird and a Wi-Fi signal. Ooh. And we're talking about these new ones. And then there's an accompanying article, and, and this gets updated like every th- two or three months, about what emojis that you use mean and what they really mean to younger people. And what I have learned is I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it all well, wrong. You and I are sending them to each other and, and thinking that they mean one thing, and they do to us. Yeah. But if someone younger... Like our, like my kids, or or you know somebody listening out there who has younger kids, uh, if they were to look at our correspondence, they would just by our emojis, it would be interpreted a completely different way. Oh, and in 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 really bad ways sometimes. Let's get to a list of some of these that are. Uh I, again, I've just been doing this completely wrong. I'm going to play Jim's favorite music to do this because this is Beer 30. This is called uh, Emoji Meaning Music. <laughs> That's a good title. Yes. Uh, Bo, I think you're doing it wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, and at the what? end, somebody will get the showcase showdown. I love why, you. Why stop now? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go through some of these emojis that uh, we think means one thing, and apparently uh, it's being interpreted a completely different way so here's one that i am utterly embarrassed by you know the hot face where like the sweaty face like i'm so hot Mm -hmm. it means that you're physically attracted to someone so i have physically (laughs) been attracted to people that i didn't know i was physically attracted to because i was like it's hot in here and i said i'm like a hot face emoji and i did they think that i was saying you're hot what beth what beth (laughs) said was it's so hot in here we're all sweating after that segment yes what she meant was all of you are so hot you're so hot guys how you doing um the slightly smiling face i use this one all the time too just kind of like meh i'm kind of okay i'm okay with that i feel fine that's what i thought this meant no guys it's a death threat (laughs) what yeah Listen to this. Why is that even an emoji? Exactly. Why? The slightly smiling face. This is a death threat. If you get this run, according to someone named Blanco, he works for Emojipedia. Blanco. Yeah, his name's Blanco. (laughs) Um, It's it's patronizing. So it's one that could easily go awry. 
So they're saying don't use the half smiley face. I was just always kind of using it to being, it's like my fine face. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Next day, police show up at your door because exactly. of a death threat. Right, exactly. Look, when we come back, uh, we talked last time that this came around about what thumbs up means versus what we think it means. Uh-huh. Now, they've even doubled down further on this. Ugh. And I use thumbs up all the time. And if this really means what they say it means, then then I don't know what people on the other end right. are thinking about me. It's like you've been basically telling me to shut up every day. Well, worse than that. Well, yeah. WBT. Beth woke up to it. <laughs> I was looking for an emoji song, and then I thought, this is pretty spot on because all of these emojis that we thought we were using correctly make us sound like terrible people. Well, every <laughs> I mean, emoji that I use is I'm telling everyone that I'm attracted to them, apparently. Well, yes. That's why I, I keep sending you a quizzical face guy. Exactly. Like, why are you sending me <laughs> lustful chin, like, huh. <laughs> for, for most of the room, it's uh, we don't like you. For Beth, it's sexy time. But it's uh, weird. For Beth, it's like, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> Now there was an emoji for that. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. Now we have a the list. Emoji thing. We have this is a list that comes up from time to time. We have to update this because we all use these emojis, and many of you may use them the same way we do. Or maybe you're going to say, "Oh, you're doing it wrong." Yeah. Because uh, on this list is the thumbs up emoji, which I use all the time. Which everybody in this room can seems can, so benign. Yeah. I mean, like somebody says, "Hey, you want to meet at such and such time?" Thumbs up. I bet I do it multiple times a day. Yeah. Just thumbs up, buddy. Last night, hey, buddy. Yeah. I was telling you that we were. Talk to Ray Stajic. Thumbs up. I sent you a thumbs up. Apparently, thumbs up here. Rude, hostile, passive-aggressive, dismissal. Here's the new part. Intended to permanently end the conversation. So like a mic drop of, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's literally saying shut up. So if if that's true, (laughs) if that's true, I've like told like 18 people in the last 24 hours, I'm done. This conversation is over. And I think thumbs up is so happy. I do too. Wouldn't this be thumbs down? Right. (laughs) That's exactly right. What is thumbs down then? Exactly. I want you dead? I mean, what is (laughs) thumbs down? No, thumbs down's probably like delightful. It's it's, it's like opposite. I'll see you at four o'clock for dinner. I think it's I'll see you in hell. (laughs) (laughs) At the gates of hell. Yes, (laughs) Uh, And that's when you can use those devil emojis, Jim. Why why is the devil purple guy? It's the devil. (laughs) Guys are devil. So in the uh, the commercial break, Jim didn't know the devil was the devil. He's like, what's that purple guy with ears? (laughs) I didn't understand purple guy with ears. She goes, that's the devil. It's the devil horns. I mean, I know the devil's not really, like, red, but I I associate red. You're right, Jim. Devils are blue. Thank you. There you go. So purple and, you and red. Red and, red and blue, blue makes purple. purple. Yeah. But why is the devil purple, not red? I don't know. He's Yellow jealous. and blue make green. Also. <laughs> and why yeah. were people sending me that emoji? <laughs> I'll see you in hell. Now, now here's another one. The prayer emoji. Did you ever think that the prayer emoji meant high five? Never once. Uh, Although nope. now that I look at it, I it, look at it, it does look like a high five. It could be two hands yeah, hitting. It does look. But, see, I think that's an urban myth. I think people always use that as a prayer. Thing. So well, I yeah. thought, you know, the t- the high 10 emoji where it's like it looks two like two hands the, up. Yeah. The two hands up. You mean hang so, 10? 
I thought it was a high 10, like, uh -huh. woohoo, hit hands together. But apparently that's praise. It's like worship oh. or praise. And so I've been doing that wrong. Where's the spirit fingers? <laughs> that, I think that's like kind of the, the whole like. So that's not jazz thing. hands? <laughs> well, so I thought the hug emoji was jazz hands. Hey, buddy, jazz hands. <laughs> well, the hug emoji looks like jazz hands. That's a hands. microaggression right there. And then someone told me it was hugs. And I was like, what? How is that hugs? Well, so if you use the fishing pole, have y'all ever used the fishing pole? A lot. Yeah, like I'm going fishing. Yeah. Let's go fishing. Well, no, that apparently means you're fishing for compliments oh. or validation. So if you put the fishing pole, oh, that means you want somebody to say something nice to you. Mm. Why is The it? sparkles, I use the sparkles all the time, and I have been doing it wrong because I thought sparkles meant like, what, this, what a glorious day. Like, it's so perfect. <laughs> I'm going to make this a happy moment that I just said. It, 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 it's meant to convey sarcasm. Come back to hell. <laughs> it's sarcasm. Sparkles so, are sarcasm. So I have been sending people like really nice text with sparkles, and then they're like, wow, she was being hugely sarcastic. And I didn't know it. I didn't know it. None of this makes, like, none of these match up with the, the pictures. Exactly. Who who came up with this? I just want to say this is a big thumbs up to this segment today. <laughs> Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Talk 1110-993 WBT. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman, the final stretch on this Thursday. It's one of our favorite times of the week. We bring on one of our favorite people. He's one of the longest-running hosts on this radio station. Does a, a local show on Sundays from 8 until 9 called The David Chadwick Show. David Chadwick himself is in the room. Well, hello, Bo. Beth, how are y'all doing today? Hello. We yeah. always are doing better when you walk well, into the room. Well, thank you. It's great to see you guys. It's a joy to be a part of your show. Well, thank you. We have uh, a special guest. You have a special guest uh, this weekend on your entire show on Sunday. And uh, we uh, are lucky enough to have her join us during this uh, half hour today. But I, I, as a way to make that uh, transition to talk about this subject, you said something to me as we were transitioning off the top of the hour that really uh, honestly kind of stopped me in my tracks. Um, you gave me a stat, which is 60 percent, 60 percent, six zero. 60% of all teen girls, teenage girls, have contemplated suicide. Yes. That's an accurate statistics that's just come out from a recent survey, and it is startling, to say the least. Uh, I think it's partly related to the COVID pandemic and all of the isolation that took place there. I think it's also somehow connected to the gender confusion of our culture, the questions of who am I, what's life all about, and uh, my guest this weekend on my show is K.T. Griffiths, who is in studio with us and has just written a book entitled SHH, a sh looking at the real problem of mental illness because she's gone through it with a daughter who passed through adolescence with those same kind of feelings, and her purpose on being with the show with me is to address this very real issue in our culture right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the CDC, when they came out with those statistics that young girls are thinking about suicide, 57% feel persistently sad and hopeless. And those kinds of words, I mean, especially when we're talking to you, David, I mean, your whole message is a message of hope. Mm -hmm. And to think that young girls are feeling hopeless right now, 
this is a conversation that's important, it's necessary, and it's one that we need to be having with each other and with our young daughters. So, KT, we're thrilled to have you here because this is a a difficult subject to bring up when we're talking about young girls because we don't know even really as parents and as mentors how to broach the subject in an effective way that means something to their you know adolescent minds and what they're currently struggling with. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, let's just say suicide, you know, the word suicide, it's hard to even say because it, there's so much pain that goes with that. The pain of the caregiver of the loss of a child mm-hmm. is super painful. But these, my daughter in, in, has many thoughts of suicidal thoughts, which is they call it idolation. Um, so yes, I have taken her to the hospital, t- turned her in to the psych ward going, hey, this is what's going on. I need your help. And I think that the parent has to reach out and get help when they know that their child is suffering with depression, it's usually from depression that brings on anxiety, then they don't know what to do with themselves and their thoughts sink and sink and sink until there's no plateau. When there's no plateau and there's nothing you can put your feet on, that there's no ground, then the child is either cutting, they're reaching out to addictions or they're suicidal thoughts. And it gets really strong. That's so tough to think about, especially, especially with Young women, and I would imagine, and and tell me if I'm I'm off on this. I would imagine social media is having a huge impact on on these young women because everybody's putting their best face mm-hmm. out there and not the real face, you know, not the real life. And so you, if you can't find that plateau or you can't find that rock bottom or mm-hmm. anything to stand on, and you're starting to compare yourself mm-hmm. to other people's lives, and you're thinking, how do they have it all together, and I'm here feeling sad and hopeless it probably compounds upon that feeling of sadness and hopelessness because you can't figure out why other people are figuring this out when in actuality they're not figuring it out either. They're just putting the wrong image out there or a false image. Right. The um, social media is definitely playing a part in this. Um, All kinds of the different problems, Beth, that people experience on social media, as I've understood it, is the major emotion that social media causes in people's lives is covetousness. Yes. And and people don't put up their frown faces when they're going through depression and tough times on social media. They just put up all of their joy. And and then people look at it and go, well, why am I not experiencing that joy? I'm going through a really tough time right now. And then that comparison, and and my dad used to say all the time, avoid the snare to compare. Right. It's the thief of joy. Yeah. It just causes you to get more and more depressed, which is what you know, KT has experienced with her daughter as well. And I just wanted people to hear today that, first of all, it's a real problem. A lot of people are going through it, but mostly there's help. And that's what KT tries to address on my show this weekend. There really is help that you can go to with counselors, with other support groups. Uh, Many people are going through this. You're not alone. Yeah. And that's it, KT, what you're trying to say, Mm -hmm. I think. I agree. There's acceptance. I think that there's bullying that happens. There's Mm -hmm. so many things that can can layer these emotions so that you end up with this deep depression. But acceptance, accepting yourself, accepting of others, but the bullying takes over. And these kids have no self-esteem left. And when you have no friends, no self-esteem, what do you have left? You have your family, but if this family has already rejected their child because they're odd or they're this or they're that, you know, they have their limits of what the parent can take, then it becomes a real issue. So, you know, the parent needs to be kind, be loving, but I understand the pain that the parent carries because it can be really heavy at times. When you uh, first recognized this with your own daughter, 
what was the age range that you were and what were the first things that you started noticing that forced you into a place where you knew that you needed to get help for not only her, but for you so that you could help effectively? True. I think that when you do have a counselor, you know, they take the first time with your with your child. You go through and talk about things with your child, but then they call you into the room. And then it's your time to kind of debrief a little bit more. And I do think it is a collaboration of people that really work to make it to make it a solid move forward. Otherwise, you're stuck. You know, KT mentioned to me that when uh, her daughter was a child, she would have baby talk. And that would be a sign to her and her husband, hmm, something's not quite right here. Her child, as a six- or seven-year-old, would start talking like a baby. And then as she moved into her teen years, cutting was an evidence to them that something mentally was really wrong as well. So I thought those were two things I'll take home for me and say to parents, hey, if you see your kids doing baby talk at seven, eight years of age or if they start cutting as a teen – you've got a problem you probably need to address. When we come back, I want to uh, address something else that sort of stems from what you both just said. Uh, There are things that you see that are outright indicators that something's wrong. But I look, I have two kids uh, and, and, and they're both teenagers. And so I, I, I am in the midst of raising kids in that world. And you hear stories sometimes uh, where something happens and there were no indications, at least indications that made sense uh, at the surface. Sometimes there are things that, you know, things can look like they're absolutely fine. And then obviously uh, in the worst case scenarios, something happens a few days later and you said, what led to that? I want to talk about the, the signs that you don't see or maybe that you don't know to see when we come back here. Uh, it's Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, David Chadwick, and KT Griffiths, who's written a book called Shh, Mental Illness, The Silent Disease. Boy, that promo is appropriate today. We have been all over the place in the hours we've been on, but that's what we love, pivoting in all different directions on Good Morning BT. Bo and Beth here, along with David Chadwick and KT Griffiths, who has written a book Uh, about mental illness. It's called Mental Illness, the Silent Disease, a Mother's Heart. And um, just to reset the scene here, David, uh, she's your guest this week on your your, uh, hour-long show on Sunday mornings. And uh, if you're just walking into the room, real quick, before I ask the question that I alluded to uh, heading to break, uh, give us the snapshot of what's going on here. Yeah, we'll have an hour together on uh, Sunday to go in depth into this subject, but KT is a mom, has six children. One of them has gone through severe mental illness and been a real challenge for her in her life. And uh, she's been a friend of mine for a number of years. And this is a very bold move on her part Mm -hmm. to come out and say, here's what happened. And here's what I did to help deal with the problem of mental illness with my daughter. And I love her vulnerability. I love also the practical application she gives in helping people understand what they can do when they have a child going through something like this. Well, we were talking about uh, some of the signs that parents may see in their kids. Changes in behavior, cutting has been brought up here. Um, I mentioned I have two kids, and and, 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 and thank God uh, they've always been uh, very, very well adjusted and even keeled. But I can tell you uh, that having raised them in this environment now with social media and in 2023, uh, you know, high school age kids and now in college, um, you know, some of their contemporaries I, I've, I've heard over the years, uh, 
you know, you hear stories about kids the same age who have issues. And sometimes uh, it's things that were sort of said, OK, I can see how that behavior led to that. And maybe there was a warning sign. But sometimes you hear stories about things that just happen out of the blue. Now, I don't mean to suggest that nothing was going on with them, but the parents or the adults or, or guardians or what have you, uh, there may be signs that they're not looking for. I agree with that. Um, I think nonverbal clues are huge and they're all there. You just have to be willing and looking at what is really going on. And I think isolation is one the, mm. the, the child will pull away. Um, isolation, Internet, Internet, when they spend hours and hours on the Internet without a break. Mm-hmm. OK, what's happening there? They're developing friendships with non friendship people right. and they're all trying to mask their emotions, you know, and it becomes really hard. So the Internet, I would say, is like huge because they can look up anything they want and it's right there at their fingertips, anything. So, you know, KT brings up this Sunday something that's very important, too. She talks about be there parenting. In other words, you've got to be involved in your kids' lives. You know, one of my jokes both through the years has been kids spell love, T-I-M-E. You've got to understand what's going on in your kids' lives. And that can only happen if you spend time with them. So. You know, KT has been very involved in her child's life and knows what's going on. So you can pick up those nonverbal, those more silent clues more easily. Well, and to your point, KT, uh, and David says, be there, be an active parent. That uh, that doesn't mean uh, be in the same room while they're on their phone and, and you do your thing and they do theirs. I mean, you've got to pay attention to what they're doing when you're simultaneously existing in that room, right? Yeah. There are a lot of parents that are very anxious. They become anxious because they can't fix their child, which what it feeds their child more anxiety and more depression. So you have to let your child have some space to think, to be able to you know, clearly move to a different direction without the parent like hovering over them, which, you know, we have done. We have, you know, we do that also. Mm -hmm. Well, this leads me to actually ask you about something that you have coming up next weekend, which I think is really important because the caregivers are going through this process with their child, with someone who is experiencing uh, depression or any kind of anxiety. You have a conference coming up called Hope for Caregivers, an intimate conversation on mental illness. Tell us about what this can provide for people who might be struggling. Well, first of all, I would have to say, okay, spontaneous parents, jump in. It's March 3 and 4, so you can look it up on my website at ktgriffis.com. But I, I think it's an excellent place for parents to come and hear about what what they can do. There's a lot of solutions. The guy that I have coming in, Dominic Herps, he's a nationally known. Dr. Phil has sent people to him. He's really good. He has he has a lot of handouts and solutions that he can give parents. Um, I think the main thing is is finding. As David would always say, there's always hope, finding hope for yeah. no matter what the scenario, what the situation. Well, KT is a hope liver yeah. and also a cope giver. And she couldn't make it through what she's been through with her daughter without hope. And KT, I don't want to put words in your mouth, no, but right. that's what you believe. Right. Yeah. I, be- I believe that that hope leads to trust, that leads to truth. Once you get to the truth, you have that, and then you have healing. So I think, you know, being there for your child listening and hopefully they they will move on to healing Mm, and i think that's so important the truth that we need to we all need to feel 
safe enough with someone to speak our truth. Well, if this conversation has spoken to you as you're listening, uh, I would implore you to listen to the further conversation on this subject Sunday morning, 8 a.m. for the entire hour. It's a KT Griffiths with David Chadwick. And remember, Hope for Caregivers, the conference. It's an intimate conversation on mental illness at the Heritage Conference Center in Fort Mill on March 3rd and 4th. And details at ktgriffiths.com. So thank you so much for being with thank us. You. And David? Yeah, thank you, Bo. And guess what? The sun came up this morning on an 81-degree day, <laughs> which should allow all of us to believe, once again, there's always hope. Always a little more hope the morning after a Tar Heel win, right, David? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not go there, though, right now. That's right. not hope-giving. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Lose! I don't lose! I win! I win! I'm a lawyer! That's my job! That's what I do! Well, Bill Graham knows there's a lot more we can do together. I can't do it. You can't do it alone. But together, we can do it. News Talk 1110 WBT, Thursday morning. Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, and time to bring on Bill Graham, Wallace. Uh, the uh, law offices of Wallace and Graham, I should say, uh, sponsor of this segment every week and our longtime legal analyst. And I, I texted Bill last night and I said, uh, Bill, I, I think we're going to need two segments tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And luckily he said, uh, no problem. And here he is. So it's a it's a supersized Bill Graham segment today. Biggie size Thursday. <laughs> Biggie size Thursday. Um, and I, I'm reading uh, from Julie Grant, uh, Court TV just posts, and I've seen this in, from several different outlets in the last uh, several minutes, but uh, Alex Murdoch will take the stand today. This has been confirmed with his attorney, Jim Griffin. He'll be called second. So uh, this thing that's been speculated about, uh, he is going to be questioned. So I, I just right off the bat, I'm curious as to what you anticipate here. Yeah, he has to. There are too many unanswered uh, questions, too many holes in the uh, defense's case that, that Alex uh, Murdoch is going to try to Phil or Harpoolian is going to try to fill with his client. Um, it's very risky, um, but he has no choice. So um, the testimony yesterday from Mr. Ball, his former partner, um, was uh, not helpful. It was a defense. I mean, it was a defense witness. But upon cross-examination, he um, said some things that were not in in light most favorable to uh, uh, Alex Murdoch. So, you know, this he's got to take the stand. He's got to. This case very is, risky, though. This case has been getting um, so much attention. This is the first time, and and it, it, I think it has a lot to do with how many networks and streaming services are available. But the case is ongoing. Yet there are all of these documentaries that are popping up everywhere about this trial. And from my understanding, I don't believe this jury is sequestered. Correct? I mean, there's a lot of information that's coming into the airwaves about not only. Um, Paul Murdoch, but the older son and Alec and all of these stories that aren't necessarily getting mentioned within the trial. How does that affect the potential outcome and, and what today looks like when Alec takes the stand? The judge is going to have a hard job um, instructing the jury here and making sure that the jury understands they're supposed to focus in on the evidence, not what opinion um, uh makers out there in the in the world are saying not what expert lawyers um, that come on television and radio like yours truly sometimes will say <laughs> ignore ignore all that how Focus do, how on do wh- they do that though like how it, does the it, jury it, ignore it 
It's difficult. It's difficult. You know, you always want to, you might have your favorite person that you always watch on television or uh, on radio uh, and, and you listen to them or you watch them and you say, I really like that person. I value their opinion, but you can't do that. And the judge has a, a, a difficult job here. Focus on what's in the courtroom. Focus on what the, the charges are and what I tell you what the law is. That's what they have to do. And the judge knows and the court knows that you can't fully insulate this process. Uh, People have phones. People have computers. People have family members that are watching this thing and they're following along. And it's just very difficult. So um, by and large, the jury system does a wonderful job when it comes to hearing all the evidence and making the right call. I think more often than not, they get it right. But uh, with as much attention as this case has gotten, it's going to be very difficult. But I think in the end, they'll do the right thing. You just said uh, at the beginning that it's risky. And and I'm curious, how long do you think he will be on the stand? Like how extensive, uh, how is this like an hour or two hours? Or or what are you expecting uh, lengthwise today? Um, Several hours. Several hours. Many hours. Okay. Well, it's going to be fascinating. Well, and he's a trained attorney, so he has trained other people, right, to take the stand. He's he's uh, advised listen, other people. Some of the worst witnesses are lawyers <laughs> because they don't listen to the question. They want to they want to tell you. I've been deposed myself by you know one of Charlotte's finest that I won't go into, <laughs> um, and it was in a civil matter, and you, you know they just you ask a question. Listen to the question. Just answer the question that was given. Don't pontificate. I tell my clients, don't pontificate. Don't opine. Don't guess. You can't swear to a guess. I always tell my clients, you cannot swear to a guess. It's impossible. But this guy is going to get up there and he's going to, at first he'll say, oh, you know, I'm going to answer this question, this question. Then he's going to want to explain things. Then you get yourself in trouble. Because that gives ammo to the cross-examiner. And yesterday, they made a motion to limit cross-examination. I'd never heard that before, and I don't think the judge had either. So, you know, it's going to be something. Okay, so we said uh, two segments. Uh, This is just one of the stories we want to talk to you about. Uh, When we come back, among the other ones is this situation with the four-person in the uh, Georgia Trump probe. And uh, that interview on CNN, and you've seen her. She's making the media rounds. Yeah, speaking of juries. 10 before, 10 o'clock here on WBT, Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman. And uh, we continue, brought to us by the law offices of Wallace and Graham. It's bonus Bill Graham today. Oh, we love him for doing this for us. Because there's just so much going on. Bill, thanks for hanging around. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I, I want to play a clip from CNN uh, a few days ago. This is the uh, the, the four four woman in the uh, Georgia Trump probe. Uh, she is on a on a on a media tour right now, and uh, no doubt you've probably heard some of this. Former President Trump, of course. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I I will tell you that it was. A process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't. There are no major plot twists waiting for you. You know, it's interesting. 
That just raises more questions of course. I know, of course. I know, I'm sorry. No, no, do, please do not apologize. I'm very appreciative of your time. When you say there's no plot twists and, you know, people won't be shocked, people are going to hear that and they're going to think that means that Donald Trump is definitely on that list. Okay, um, so that's uh, CNN the other night. That's uh, Emily Coors, who is the, uh, the, the, the four four person uh, of this uh, this Trump probe now um, Beth was talking earlier because you've been you've been a, a, a four, yes, four woman before I was I was actually bill the the four person of a grand jury um, because I believe it's my civic duty if I'm called to jury duty to to serve in whatever capacity they ask and it was explicit from our judge that speaking about anything that was going on within the walls of that grand jury room, it was not a thing that was supposed to happen. And now the headlines are coming out today. The the headline that's sitting on my computer right now, could four person undermine a future case against Trump? Why is this woman going out and speaking about this particular special grand jury? Uh, I can't. Well, you can't. Really, of course, you can't say, like, why she would do it. But it's a strange move. It, it It's a very strange move. It's completely out of the ordinary. Um, and it hurts the process and I, I can't imagine but what the DA's office is about to lose their mind over this and so probably the court as well uh, because you've invested a lot of investigatory time a lot of people's time a lot of effort only to have some of it give the appearance of being compromised whether it is in fact or not is another question so um, my question to you that are in the media and maybe Bo can speak to this um, it, was this lady paid to be on CNN? What I mean, what is the deal? I don't know that. I can tell you that she cer she certainly seems like uh, she's on a deliberate media tour. Yes, like it's not just CNN. Like she's she's basically looks to me like she's talking to whoever will uh, give her time on on their show. She talked to Blaine Alexander on NBC. I mean, she's she's popped up on um, several different media outlets, and it 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 it, it just seems. Um, it, I, as a person who worked in television media, I would feel irresponsible booking her. I, you know, even having the conversation out there and 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 in, in, in jeopardizing potentially all of the time and effort and like you said, taxpayer dollars going into this process. Well, and you could also say, Bo and Beth, why are you playing the clip? I'm playing the clip really because I wanted to see like like I, the precedent for something like this yeah, for yeah. for a, a four person to go and talk to anybody uh, about anything in a public setting uh, like she's doing. I mean, what is the precedent for that, if at all, Bill? I, I'm not aware of one off the top of my head, but I can tell you what, it, it's pr driving the, the, the folks at the courthouse crazy, um, and it, I can only imagine that they're watching their screens and saying, can somebody get this lady off the TV? Can, can somebody uh, put a sock in it or something? Mm -hmm. Because um, it, it may impact the timeline by which they actually bring forth the indictments. Right. So... Um, th that absolutely could occur, and it's just giving fodder to Trump's lawyers. If there is an, an indictment, um, they'll they'll just claim that it was uh, their due process rights were violated, and that it affected the indictment, and the public statements had an impact on what the charges were. 
Now, whether any of that is actually true or not, it gives ammo to the other side when the charges are brought, which brings the charges into question in some way or other. So, you know, it, it, it does hurt the process. And Beth, you're right. This is supposed to be a private process. And I'm sure they were admonished, given the fact that these people are so prominent. So this is an ex-president for crying out yeah. loud. Keep your mouth shut until the process plays it out. If you want to write a book later, you know, five years from now, go ahead. Right, right. But for now, to keep it on the down low. Right, because the main parts of what happened in the grand jury haven't been made public yet. And I That's feel like right. just the behavior itself undermines the just general public's faith in how a grand jury or how a jury works in general. Right. And, and you know, you don't talk about the tentilating or scintillating uh, possibility that you might have to ask the president to come in and put his right hand up and, and left on the Bible and swear. I mean, leave all that stuff out. That's yeah. not for public consumption. Uh, but it, it's got to be nerve-wracking for the Atlanta folks. And uh, But we'll see you know, when the indictments come, if they come, and, and who's going to actually be indicted and what the charges are. Um, and then we'll probably have another conversation about whether or not these statements had any impact on it. But it's got to be nerve-wracking for the prosecution. Well, one more question for you before we let go, yeah. before the show is over. There was another headline. Um, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner subpoenaed by special counsel um, in Washington, D. Special counsel Jack Smith. What do you make yep. of, of this and what this means in this other uh, Trump investigation? Um, those are not the only subpoena, the subpoenas that Jack Smith's going to issue. Some are, uh, there's going to be more, and I'm surprised it actually took him this long. He's pretty. Uh, expeditious prosecutor, uh, you'll, you'll hear more subpoenas going to be issued by by that investigation. And so we're going to have overlapping subpoenas and indictments uh, for the next probably three or four months. Um, and it's going to make for a scandalous summer, spring and summer. But um, we'll have plenty to talk about. Okay, so like we said, uh, the news, the breaking news is that Alec Murdoch is going to take the stand today. Um, I, I don't have no idea what your schedule's like tomorrow, but even if it's like a text reaction, I, I want to stay in contact with you uh, and, and possibly get uh, your thoughts tomorrow about what we, we end up seeing today, because this is going to be a, obviously a big deal and a, a big talker. So, uh, But you've already stayed with us for two segments, and I really appreciate it. We had a lot to talk about today. Well, if you want to get me on tomorrow, uh, was, I, I suspect Murdoch's going to be all day. Yeah. Um, well, so, you know, just whenever you want to get me in the morning, uh, let me know. Is, um, did the weather say it was going to be 81 today? It uh, surely is. Uh, yeah. So get out there in your board mm -hmm. shorts. Happy summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 81. Wow. I might have to go for a long run. Anyway, get me on tomorrow morning and we'll we'll yak about it. Uh, Excellent. Thank you, Bill. Excellent. We'll be in touch. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, between now and then. Have a great day. You too. Take right. care. There he is, Bill Graham. And, of course, Bill Graham brought to us by the law offices of Wallace and Graham. Wallace and Graham, over 35 years representing personal injury clients in North Carolina. It has been a day. I have loved every second of today. Charlotte's most beloved will be in the house tomorrow, as always, on Fridays. And you just heard it right there. Yeah, we, we like it when we can to, to book the show on, on the air. Yeah. Let <laughs> but, you know what's coming up. But, you know, he's a busy man, so I may not get a chance to talk to him. So i got to get on this calendar however I can do That's it. That's exactly right. Uh, right now, we are encroaching on Jeff Atkinson's calendar.